Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Crowcast Podcast. I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Ronnie. And these are the audio versions of the interviews we've had with our special guests on Crowcast. This episode is with Lee Small. I really enjoyed that. Um, it was great to hear how Lee wasn't naturally a singer. Um, and what I mean by that is his first choice was the bass like you know so that that was an interesting conversation because i was i was automatically when you when you asked him that um i should explain it better i was assuming he would say yeah i started singing from a young age um as like yourself my dove or, or other singers so it was unusual to hear him go well no actually i started on bass and i only ended up singing because i was just basically the the guy to ask in the band like you know um and that yeah, would have been no in his 20s could. <laughs> yeah because no one else could sorry i didn't want to say that yeah, but yeah. yeah it's true and he said that no one else could yeah. sing like he could so and then what a fascinating career like you know so yeah really is you know he's done it kind of all really he's done the cover band thing um then he's because he's kind of such a well-respected um singer and, and session musician he's just these job vacancies come in and he fills the slot like perfectly because he is so versatile so it's great stories about you know proper big bands that he's been in and uh you know rub shoulders with with the greats like so um yeah really interesting story and um such a lovely guy too man yeah and we were we were prepared on this episode obviously like you said some mega artists that he's uh performed with um or he's met um mm. but it was it was brill this afternoon well i say this afternoon it was late this evening when we started getting it with all the bump of his new project atac yeah. um which yet again on the show um and i'll probably play it at the end of this this episode um it just sounds exciting it was a great mm. great project so that was cool to see that yeah man um you know, uh, he is, don't you, that Keith Atak. It's Emily Atak's father. She's on I'm a Celebrity and all that. His daughter is a bit of a celeb, so... Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a small world, man. And But he's, he, again, a super session player he is. You know, he, he's worked with some incredible people. Um, so, yeah, Lee just fits into these slots where it's like, well, we need a singer, you know, or we need a bass player, or we need a guitarist. And, and Lee just fills that slot incredibly well, like, because... So versatile, but um, yeah, man, it's great stories. Um, a, a man who's kind of you know, come up through the ranks and done the hard graft, like you know, that we love those stories. So um, a top man. Should we get into it? Here we go. Strap in. This is Crowcast Podcast. <laughs> as well shall we have a guest let's do it crew family please welcome the fantastic singer and all-round mr nice guy mr lee small what's up lee how you doing how you doing guys you okay yeah we're good thank you brother thanks so much for joining us tonight man you're welcome man thanks for having me on no problem at You'll all regret so it. You... <laughs> <laughs> well it it's could bizarre. be a fun night tonight bud it could be you a fun what, night with all the... go on bud it was just just bizarre because I'm I'm like beforehand, you know, just before the show comes on, and you've got the yeah. test card. You know, you've got the test card on there, and I'm thinking, yeah. you boys surely are old enough to remember the test card. <laughs> yeah, bro. But it, all the inter, all the internet connections and whatever, and it was really really weird, man. I had like a poltergeist experience, and I kind of reached in and pulled out pulled out the clown. Ronnie fucking hates clowns. I have to bro. do that. Yeah, well yeah, done. Mate. My, my, my daughter's like that, man. She hates them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh, honestly. How are you guys? Yeah. How are you guys? You been okay? Yes, brother. We've been good, thank you. Um, good, good. Yeah, not too bad at all. Obviously, you're in your studio there in Birmingham. Are you living in Birmingham these days? No, uh, London, mate. London. I've been in London for about 10, 10, 11 years now. Although I'm dressed, although I'm dressed like, um, you know, Tommy Shelby stable man or something like, you know, <laughs> I'd like to be country tweeds. I'm actually in London. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, man, it's freezing down here. I, I, even though it's been a beautiful day, it's so cold and whatever, but it's, it's the council, man. Like they're, they're just like, 
you know, I think they're just cutting off all the electric and stuff. It's like I ain't paid me meter. <laughs> Even you go, out, court, not, is it? You, you, you go out the streets now, you know, and all the lights, all the street lights at night, you know, are on like half a watt. Like, you know, it's like energy saving, you know, you can't drive your car because you'll kill somebody. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's London for you now, you know. But uh, there you go. Oh, man. He's in. So, well, you, you left Birmingham 10 years ago for, obviously, the music career, I take it. Yeah, I came this way with me, me partners this way and whatever like. So, you know, I, I came and settled, um, settled in North London. And uh, I, I love it up this way, to be honest. I really felt at home, you know. So, yeah. yeah. I'd moved out. I'd moved out from the Midlands anyway. Um, I'd moved out to, to Worcestershire, and that was, that was great as well, you know. A completely different place, but the the rural side of it and everything was beautiful. And then I kind of come from there uh, to North London, and um, and like I say, I've been here ever since. And I just um, I, I really you know I feel at home here. You know, nobody can okay. understand me with my accent, but <laughs> they can't ask mate when we visit. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. But um, I've always said it to Shane. I love visiting London. Yeah, it's um, great. Place. But I do I do like coming home because we live a bit more rural and stuff like that, so it's a bit more yeah. quiet. Uh, but yeah, I love coming up to stay for the weekend, or I love working up there with the bands and stuff. It's it's just yeah. an happening place, isn't it? Like it, it, it is. It's great, man. It really is. You know, and it's it's nice to get back to the Midlands. You know, I don't I don't get back that often now, but when I do, it's changed so much. You know, and all the all the old venues are gone, and it's it's criminal. You know, and it's it's just um, you kind of like don't recognise the place, you know. But I suppose it's, it's, it's Wales, South Wales is a bit like that, I don't know, do you know? So. Oh, mate, it's drastically changed, honestly. Like, yeah. especially in the last, last 15, 20 years of us playing, um, you could probably yeah. play Bridgend... Jesus Christ, every weekend for about six, seven weeks. Really? Um, yeah, well. Yeah, different venues. You know, the, the score, especially like when you were younger in the, in the cover bands and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's right. All, it's all like literally, I think Bridgen's got one music venue, which uh, isn't having much luck at the moment, sadly. Really? Um, uh, and then you kind of go out to that. Um, there's there's people trying to make it happen down in Swansea way, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff's still good as well, uh, which is which is cool. But even Cardiff back in the day, there were so many more venues as well. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Just all condensed, or of course That's Newport it. DJs. You know what I mean? So I used to yeah. I used to play there. Yeah, I mean we used to. I mean in the in the you know in the I suppose the the mid nineties. I was in kind of one of the very first tribute bands and stuff to the Manic Street Preachers, ironically. I used to front the Manic Street Preachers tribute thing and uh, and we used to do all the old the old school stuff like with, you know, the Generation Terrorists and all that and whatever, oh, like, you know. And, man, amazing. And, um, that, that's it. We used to do all that, you know, and we used to play TJs and stuff like, you know, and it was, and then we used to play places like the Rocket Club is it in Swansea and places yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. They're, they're still, are they there or gone or? I've got about years. Yeah, I didn't know that one in Swansea. Um, I mean, we used to play places like the Singleton Hotel and stuff back when right. we were like 15, 16. Um, yeah. And then up in like Bonamine and Clinethley and, right. and Carmarthenshire. But then we would come down then towards Newport, TJ's, gotcha. etc. Yeah, um, yeah. That was, that was a great gig, wasn't it, that, yeah? Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, but yet again, like I said, in Bridgend, I think there were just three or four, three or four places just in one small area that you could play, wouldn't it, Shane? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So when, when you were younger, Lee, how, how how old were you when you started sort of playing this stuff and, and doing those jam nights around Birmingham? I mean, I, to be honest, mate, I, I started out, you know, I mean, when I was at school, really, and I, as soon as I left school, I mean, I was doing the pub scene, you know, when yeah. I was 15, you know, all them years right. ago. I was 15 and we were playing some pubs, uh, you, you know, in, in, in the... The Midlands area and stuff like that. I used to travel travel everywhere, you know, and uh, kind of cut my teeth on all that sort of, you know, pub club scene and, and stuff. You know, we used to. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. there was there's some great places. You know, we we used to travel out. Obviously, you know, all over the UK. You know, we'd go up to Scotland. We'd go down this way. We'd go places like Esquires in Bedford, and and there was there, there was a few different places like that. And, and like you say, there was um, there's some some great gigs out there, you know. But you know, I mean, our local one when we was growing up was um, was the JBs in Dudley. That used to be an amazing gig, you know. And and kind of everybody's played there. And I'm old enough to have been able to play the both versions of the place, you know, the original place when it was um, 
a little a little unit at the at the back of um, Pathfinders, and then it moved obviously to the to the the big one by the side of the the zoo, you know. And um, so, uh, but that that used to be a, a great venue as well, you know. And then sadly, they're all they're all just going, you know. But there used to be some great great venues in the Midlands, as in little rock gigs as such, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd imagine the scene was incredible back then, dude. It, it was in the eighties, and there was and there were so many bands. I mean, you yeah. know, there's, you know, the the competitiveness. It was healthy. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah, yeah. there was so much rivalry, but it was all healthy. And there was there was some great talented bands out there. Do you know? And um, it was just a, just in, in in the eighties. You know, the I suppose the you know I'm talking like the hair metal time. You know, with the with the like eighty seven to to 92, 93, you know, that sort of, it was, it was a brilliant time, really, brilliant time. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, I first um, met you at the Cozy Powell Bash when we got invited with Bob and stuff, and I remember, like, right, listening man. to you on stage and, and your voice was just, like, boom, in that instant, like, turn around, like, who is that? Thanks, man. But, like, was that, has that always been a natural thing, Lee? Did you, were you, did you get it from your parents or family? Is it, is it in, within the family or was it just, you just... This well, one? I mean, it's bizarre, mate, because you know my parents um, used to do like the folk clubs in the in the in the late sixties, early seventies. You know, my, my dad used to play acoustic guitar, you know, and uh, yeah. and my mom used to have a beautiful voice. She just used to be a, a ringer for Joan Baez. She used to have a voice just like Joan Baez. It was you know wow. uncanny, you know. And I used to do bits of so there was always singing and stuff like this. But my old man used to get me to try and play, and I, I wasn't interested and whatever. But as for singing, I must have, you know, you must be in there somewhere. We were in the water in the Midlands or something, you know. But I only started to sing really in 1989 because, you know, we we couldn't we lost the lost the, the I used to just I started over as a bass player, so kind of being with the sweet now back on the bass, it's kind of gone full circle, you know. But I started yeah. out as a bass player. 86, I started to teach myself guitar, and I just, you know, I went playing guitar and whatever. And then I was in, obviously, in bands up to 89. Um, we just couldn't get a singer at all, the singer left. And we used to have all these guys come, and obviously, you can imagine, all these guys look pretty amazing with all the, you know, with the, with the, with the long hair and, the, you know, the, the crimped hair and, and, you know, straighteners and all this shit, like, and, and they look fantastic. Do you know what I mean? They looked absolutely fantastic, but they couldn't sing for toffee, and we went through so right. many gigs. Uh, so many singers, you know, and we couldn't we couldn't get one, you know, and um, and uh, in the end, it was like um, the the guys in the band was with at the time. They were saying to me, look, because the drummer in, in the band at the time he wanted to sing, you know, and there was and they turned around and said to me, he says, look, man, he says you've got to sing, and I went, I don't want to sing, and they went, you've got to sing because if you don't. The, the, I'm not mentioning that. He said the drummer's going to sing, you know what I mean? So I was kind of forced into it, you know what I mean? So, so, so that was it, you know. So, of course, I was, I was fronting the, the, the band with the guitar and, and stuff like this. But it was the best move I ever did because, I, you know, I realised, obviously, that's where that's that's where my strength was, you know. And it was a, just a, a natural thing, you know. But... but uh, I can't listen to the early stuff I used to sing now because it's all from the throat. But you, you're all cut, cutting and learning your trade over the years, so I, I listen back to the, some of the early stuff, and it's like, you know, cringing, you know. But but it's it was all, all good, you know. It's all good. So what was what was the first gig where you were proper like frontman singing? How old were you? I would be oh man, I'd be like about twenty three probably. Right. So I kind of started singing late, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. So I'd be about, be about twenty-three. Yeah. So when I would it be twenty-three, twenty-two, probably. Yeah, twenty-two. When I actually started, actually as a as a front man. Yeah. Do you know? And uh, I've often, often heard that with bands when you talk to bands, though. Um, uh, Phil Collins with Genesis, wasn't it? Um, when they were again. looking for singers, they were just like, oh, "No one's sounding as good as you, Phil. Uh, you just do it." So, like, then you got the job. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and what a what a decision that turned out to be. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, incredible voice. You know, nothing that's against it. Peter Gabriel because he was again what? in his own entity, brilliant. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, but yeah. Phil Collins, you know, you were saying about the voices and tones. He's just got the tone and what just hits you. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. Surprised me out of bed because your your voice sounds so like natural, organic. It just sounds like you've been singing since you were like this big. Do you know what I mean? 
So that, Do you know, that... I mean, when I was a kid, I did always used to, you know, I, I used to sing around the house and stuff. And I think, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I always knew I could sing. Do you know what I mean? I was never confident yeah, yeah. enough to, to, to right. actually... To, to to want to be a front man i was always i was i was always shy you know i think that's why i kind of you know went into a band i want, i always knew i wanted to be in a band or a musician but i think that's kind of why i became a bass player to start with because i'm thinking i can get in there and and play yeah. and nobody's going to notice me do you know what i mean and stuff and i could yeah. still do it in whatever like you know and it's um so I, i'm you know i think i've always been um you know, I get up, I can get up on stage and I can really express myself and 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 you know. But when I come off stage, it's just like I'm I'm just 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 kind of me again. I'm I'm kind of like a, you know, there's there's you know there's no. Everybody says everybody's got an ego, but there's no sort of ego side of it. You know what I mean? I I, I you know I like to say I only got into singing really because. You know, I had to, <laughs> but I knew it was the right thing. You know, I really did. I knew it was the right thing. But I mean, with my style, I've I've always, um, I, I kind of, I used to fuse everything to be honest because I used to listen to all sorts of stuff. I I used to listen to so many soul singers. You know, I I started yeah. out obviously listening to all the melodic rock singers like Steve Perry and stuff like that. I was never I was never really into the cock cock rock singers and stuff like that. You know, I used to, you know, they've got to have like Steve Perry. Uh, you know, it was to me Sam Cooke. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, so yeah. I kind of was always influenced oh, by all the soul, the soulful yeah. singers. You know, and and like Stevie Wonder was always my idol. And I used to kind of like, you know, I suppose take a bit of that and 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 kind of put it into to to what I do with the rock thing. You know, and it's it's not it's never going to be everybody's cup of tea. I mean, Glenn used as it well. Do you know? I mean, I've, it was another big influence and in whatever. You know, as a as a singer and whatever at the time. And and I think. It, it was never, um, like I say, it's, it, it's you know, not, it's not for everybody. But it, to me, it's kind of that's what that's what I, what I do, you know. But you, you're kind of like that, Shane. I mean, you've got a great soulful voice, you know. I mean, you know, I, I think you know, it's, it's you got a great voice on you, mate. You know. Thank you, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I'm the same. But there's a real eclectic sort of mix, uh, whether it be from country or, or soul in in particular. You know, the names you just mentioned there, Sam Cooke, you and uh, that soul. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it just adds something, doesn't it? You know, and I, I was the same. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the reasons why, like, the Cozy Powell thing was like a big step up for me because there's like, as you just said, those those voices, White Snake, and 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 it's like massive. The they stay up there, those notes. And I'm really kind of yeah. not really like that. I mean, I can do it in, in parts, but that was a real sort of step out of my comfort zone. And um, hearing you and Paul Manzini and, and um, Carl Scent dance, and it's just like... Another great singer in here. Yeah. Wow, great singers. Yeah. Do you know, yeah, but man. you did, honestly, mate, you, you held your own, man. You, you're a fantastic singer, do you know? And, and, and uh, you know, I love what you do, you know? And I'm, I'm not just saying that, do you know what I mean? you got you got, you know... A great, yeah, you know, great personality when you sing as well. You know, it's it's like, you know, nah, thank you, bro. good thank stuff, you so man. Much, good stuff. Thank you, brother. That's great. How did you how did you feel, Lee? Like when you you said you you went from bass to singing, did you was it like your first band where you didn't have the bass or were you singing with the bass? And how did you feel when that was stripped away? Because that's a big thing as well. If you obviously didn't start off as a vocalist. When yeah. you, you know, I'm looking at photos of you now, and you've got nothing. There's nothing to hide behind, as they say. Like, do you know what I mean? You know, so... that that was it was weird to start with. I mean, you know, I mean, I I never obviously I started out just just playing the bass, you know, and then I kind of I kind of from '86 I kind of took a year out really, you know. I just I sold everything, you know, and um, and and just you know basically bought myself a guitar and started to just self self teach myself guitar and whatever. So of course when I actually did front of band to start with i'd got obviously i was playing with the guitar but uh you know when we decided to um uh a few years in like the band we used, we used to obviously you know kind of the core of the members used to stay together you know in the late 80s and whatever we changed the name a couple of times and then we bought a couple of new people in and um and we bought a second guitar player in and that's when i decided to be be, be like the, the front man and it was you know, it, it was weird to start with because you yeah. don't know what to do with your hands. Do you know what I mean? And and even to this day, I, you know, I still, I still hate. 
I'm ne I'm never comfortable with um, with a radio mic really because I'm I need to just something with that. I always like the old school mics, you know what I mean? Because at least you can hold the lead, yeah. you know what I mean, and stuff. Yeah, it's it is it, weird, but. It just obviously over the years, you, you know. I mean, I've, I, it becomes a natural thing where you just—I don't even think about it anymore. But the, it was weird to start with, yeah, for sure. I, I can yeah. relate there, bro. I had um, when we were kids. I'd I'd always play guitar as well and sing. I was never. Did just, you really? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But and then <laughs> same as you, I had the so what the, you do the, the lead um, on on the microphone, and it wasn't until someone told me after the show I was like, "Oh, what do you think of the gig? Oh, yeah, good gig." But I was still strumming with the lead in my hand. Do you know what I mean? I was still like it's imaginary guitar, and um, I didn't realize I was doing it. It was just habit. But now it's like I'm I'm playing a bit of guitar again now, and who knows what the next sort of um, album and stuff. I, I've played a bit more guitar, so there may be more of that coming. And now I find like it's the reverse. Now I'm like fuck. I gotta relearn that because I've done it yeah. so long without the guitar. Without and, the and, guitar. Yeah, and that's but, where the where I naturally go vocally. Um, I've really got to like, oh, I'm 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 taking like ten percent off the vocal because I'm concentrating on guitar. So it's again relearning those skills and absolutely. And you tend to yeah. like, obviously, when you're playing guitar and singing as well. You know, you, you, as you know, you you kind of it's so easy to come off the mic and oh, you know, yeah. your voice and and you, you as low you can hear, but all the punters and whatever, like you know, are missing off the vocal because you know yeah. it's going to dramatically change the the dynamics and and stuff. Yeah, Do you know. Yeah. Plus, when you're singing as well. You, you get into a natural posture, you know, when you sing to hit the higher notes or whatever, and when you've got a guitar on your neck, it's again totally different to deliver, you know. Exactly. We, we we went to rehearsals last week and we did a couple of numbers where I was playing guitar, and my neck that night, <laughs> with just where I'm, I'm, the I'm, yeah, and not just the weight, but where my head is like towards the microphone, whereas normally I'm, the microphone is here. And right, okay. I'm all right. Now I'm doing this, and yeah, it was just like, what is that? And it's just a couple yeah. of numbers on guitar, like it's just amazing, isn't it? But I bet it was good. Do you, I bet you kind of enjoyed it. I did, yeah. It's just I need a um, just need to work on it. It's just yeah. So it's another string to the bow, isn't it? As they say. So yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, man. I don't I don't play now when near enough really anymore. To be honest, things I used to be able to do, I just. You know, I just I can't do it anymore. Do you know, it's um, it, it's it's weird. You you kind of, you know, if you don't use it, you definitely lose it. You know what I mean? As the say, yeah, but yeah. it's true. Do you know, but um, yeah. you know. But like hey, talking hey. about the bands you've been in, then, but I mean, because there's there's a few bands here. So Lion Lionheart, Phenomena, Shy. You you've been in a band with our manager. What was that like? Oh, right. yes. <laughs> that was <laughs> me and Roy, man. We go back years, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's it. I remember that. That was um, that photo shit. I remember doing that. That was for Classic Rock. We went to London, and that's when we, we came back with the album, really. And uh, But uh, I, I, you know what? I loved it. I love my time. Shy. I mean, it's always, I owe, you know what? I owe that record everything, to be honest, because. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really do because I, you know most of my work what I've got um, since that was released is is you know ninety percent of it has been down to what I did on that record. You know, so I owe I owe it greatly. You know, I really do. But it was yeah. um, it, it was just a brilliant time. But um, you know, I mean, how, how that came about, wow. um, how that came about really was I was doing some work where, with a. Um, another Welsh connection. I was doing some stuff with um, with Budgie, and um, and I was uh, John Thomas, the old. He's bless him. He's not with us anymore, and whatever. But when he left Budgie, he put his own version of the band out, and whatever. And, and I kind of went out singing, singing for that for a while, and yeah. um, and we used to rehearse at, at Roy's place, you know, in uh, the Madhouse when that, that non, not long after the first album did. And we used to have a, a rehearsal room literally right by the desk. Uh, you know, by the, the reception desk and whatever. And um, so, of course, you know, we'd be in and out and whatever, like, you know, and I'd, I'd get to, to meet Roy and I'd get to meet Jackie and and, and, and everybody and whatever. Um, and so, so of course, I, I kind of knew him from there. And then when I heard um, Tony Mills had, had left, um, left Shaw, you know, because he was going to join TNT, yep. um, somebody told me about it and whatever. And I thought, well, you know what? You know, I was always a big shy fan anyway. I used to, you know, in the 80s, I used to go and see them, you know, between 
between um, Exus Hall areas and, uh, and me spent youth. I used to actually go and see them live a, a few times. And I, it's one of those bands, you know, what was, that was an incredible, you know, live act, you know, there really yeah. was, you know, they got, they should have been massive to be honest. And I mean, I used to stand there at the very old JB's, you know, and I remember standing there in front of, you know, in the middle of the the room and whatever. And, uh, and I was watching, watching, you know, Steve on the guitar and, 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 and Tony Mills. And, and he's, again, we're talking about projection. It, it was just flawless at the time. You know, they'd just come back from LA, I think, at the time. They'd been been out there. And um, and, and when they come back and whatever, and you could see the the confidence what the band had got, you know. And it was just, you know, it, it was it was a well factor to, to actually watch them, you know. And, uh, and I used to think, God, I'd love to be in a band like this, you know. I'd love to be in this band, you know. So, um, I mean, you know, I finally kind of got in there, you know, years later so it's, it's better like than, than never you know but, was, was, but was that daunting as well i bet it was what sorry was that daunting you know filling those shoes and stepping it was and... it was really daunting because me and tony's got completely different voices you know and um so i mean obviously when he when he when he'd left obviously i i, I dropped him a line on it was the forerunner to facebook which is something called myspace do you remember that yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that's yeah. it, my space. And uh, so I kind of left him a message. And then I think it was about, I, I heard nothing, about a week later, um, Joe, the keyboard player, had come back and he went, um, he'd come back to me and whatever. He says, Yeah, he says, um, he says, oh, yeah, he says, Roy, Roy remembers you. He says, Will you come down and, 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 and have an audition? And that, you know, so they sent me the songs, you know, and of course, I always knew how good Tony was. And it's only when you get the songs and you've got to start learning the songs and trying to do them. You know, and you realise just what a great singer he was. You know, he was yeah. incredible. You know, and the range he'd got, and um, and you know, and, and I tell you, some of the songs I, I struggled with myself. You know, and I had to make on my own. I had to. The yeah. only way I could do it was do them in, in in my own style and without taking too much away from the songs. You know, so yeah. so cut long story short, I went for the audition with them. Pulled up outside the, the madhouse and whatever, like, you know, and I was so nervous. I went, I don't, I don't think even the lads know this, but I was so nervous. I parked the car up and whatever, and there was a little pub around the corner. So I went around the corner and knocked myself a brandy back, like, you know, before I could, uh, before I went in and, and walked in really cocksure then. <laughs> but uh, but I, was, I was so, I was really nervous, you know, and obviously there was all there and, 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 but um, he was great. That was, that made me really feel comfortable straight away. And I did the audition. And, um, and and I got it, you know, and it was like, it was just, just like, I couldn't believe it really, you know. I, I still think they must have been mad <laughs> to, to have me, mate, but, but now it was great, man, and and uh, and, and that that was it really, you know. And then we did, we did the album. Yeah, go on. Uh, we did the album. That, we started to work on the album. Yeah. And, um, and then... Um, I, it just kind of nothing, nothing was happening and stuff like this, and um, and I kind of you know basically went and I had to get some some workers you know in um, a regular gigging band, do you know what I mean, and whatever like you know, and um, because obviously I'd got to pay the I got to pay the pay me mortgage and things like this and whatever, so I kind of I kind of took the wheels off the off the bus really a little bit there and whatever, and then anyway Tony came back and didn't work out he come back and he did a little bit and whatever and uh, mm. and then. So, so he kind of, and then about two or three years later, um, just before Steve got ill, um, basically um, they, they wanted to to get the record back out because it was all everything I'd done was was recorded anyway, and um, and luckily I got reinstated on the record, and you know, thank goodness for that. Like, and he just um, and 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 the rest is is kind of you know we got it out and. Like so, I owe it so much that really it was just a great record, and it was Steve's Steve's labour of love. That album was, you know, I mean, I think he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's. I don't think a guy's ever wrote a bad song. Anyway, he's a phenomenal guitar player, and even even better human being he was. Like you know, and yeah. um, but it was that stuff on that album was just you know incredible, mate. You know, it really was. It was his, you know, to me his finest hour. You know. It's yeah, just such a yeah. shame that that what had happened really, so we couldn't couldn't gig it and stuff. You know, it was uh, incredibly sad. Like you know, yeah, yeah I bet, man. but I bet. But like, what a perfect springboard for you, you know, in your career, because you know you've done a lot, but haven't you? Like session work, and you've and I've seen like 
you talk about Glenn Hughes there, like you know Glenn, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I mean that that was um, that that came really from a chance meeting in the late nineties with um, with Tom Galley, um, uh, who did the Phenomena projects, you know, and obviously Tom was Mel Galley's brother, who was with in trapeze with with Glenn. But they right. they went back obviously and before uh, before Mel was in Whitesnake, uh, and then. Um, obviously, uh, they they in the, the mid '80s they did these um, three albums called Phenomena, uh, and they used to get obviously Glenn sang quite a lot of the stuff on there, and they had um, and, and Mel played the guitars, but but they also had um, other great musicians on these things. You know, they'd have like people like you know Keith Morrell from Mama's Boys, another great singer who was with Air Race, and you know and and and. and you know, different people like that, and Neil Murray on the bass, Kelsey Pell on the drums. It was just a who's who on, on these albums. You know, it really was. Yeah. So, um, after the chance meeting I had with 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 Tom back in the late nineties, um, he wanted to him and Mel wanted to to resurrect Trapeze, and um, and they was looking for a, 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 like a Trapeze two thousand sort of thing. You know, bringing it up to the millennium and whatever. Uh, yeah. So I went in and I did some I did some demos and and and, and things like that, and um, and nothing really happened. And and eventually those demos got um, uh, I suppose transformed into what would have been the next um, the comeback phenomena album, you know. So which was called Psycho Fantasy, what we did in two thousand and six, and um, and that's that's where I got to meet Glenn because um, Glenn. Um, obviously sang some of the songs I wrote on there and whatever, which was just a, incredible to think he's actually sung a couple of songs I've co-wrote with Tom. It was like, wow, do you know? And yeah. to actually to actually be in the studio with him, I mean, we went to we went to London to Eden Studios, um, and it was just just you know just that, it, it was an amazing time. You know, Glenn flew over from LA for the session, and um, and and he was obviously. Um, Recording the three songs and whatever, and I, I actually like, you know, got to go in the in in a booth, and the two of us was in the booth together doing BVs, like you know what I mean, and whatever, like you know, and it was like it was one of them pinch yourself moments for me yeah. at the time, do you know what I mean? It really was. It was yeah. like I'm thinking, is this really happening, you know? And uh, and it, it's funny because me being influenced by for for all my earlier years, I really knew what he could do, do you know? Yeah. And he was like. He was saying, you know, he was kind of looking to me when we was when he was recording his vocals, and he was going, "Is that okay? Is that okay?" And I kind of had the audition audacity to turn around and go, "No, man, you could do it. You know, do it again. Do it again." Because I knew. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, "Did I really say that to Glenn Hughes?" You know, but but it's because I really knew what he could do. Do you know what I mean? And then he'd do yeah, the yeah, delivery yeah. and he'd do it, and I go, ah, "That was it." Do you know what I mean? That's why I wanted him to do more. But I'm thinking to myself, God, I bet he was thinking. Who's this bloody kid? You know, telling me to do it again. <laughs> really, that's but, uh, all that is. Fair play to you. No, you know, but uh, but you know, it was out of love for him, you know, because I knew what yeah. he could do. Do you know what I mean? And he and he and he, and he was, but no, it was, he was great, mate. It was just again, just one of those amazing, you know, um, um, amazing things, really. But um, in the, in but, the rock uh, world, would you say Glenn is, you know, is he where is he where is he in top three? What are you as a singer? I mean, he's yeah. you know, to me, he's yeah, I would say he's, he's got to be up there as an age. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, my, my uh, for years he was kind of like you know, him and Stevie Wonder was my favorite singers, you know, but yeah. you know, I really, of my later life, I've really got back into like the Doobie Brothers, you know, and Tom Tommy Johnston, yeah. like you know, the soul that guy and his toe and his whatever. Yeah. I would say he's probably my. My main man, you know, he's probably the favourite singer of all time, you know. But he's, um, but yeah, Glenn, Glenn, absolutely, you know, he's he's got to be right up there in it, you know, absolutely. Just, like it, it just doesn't seem to like falter, you know, even with age. And you know, you are certainly in the rock scene when you get a certain age, you know, that the voice isn't hitting those notes. But Glenn is just like it, doing it for fun. Do you know what I mean? It's just. Do you, do you know? I mean, I used to talk, uh, you know, when he was. Um, Obviously, after I mean, I've, I, I I don't really see him now. I lost lost touch with him really. But you know, obviously he's in he's in LA and whatever. And I, I didn't really know him that well. It was just a you know, it was just a yeah. case of you know, I got to see him if he come over here because you know I'd go and see him and, and, and whatever at a show and whatever. And his old manager Carl, 
um, um, he used to, you know, he'd say, you know, really, uh, I remember us having a conversation, and he'd, 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 I remember him saying to me, the reason, like, Glenn's voice is so good still now, because he, he hardly gigged, really, in the 80s, where Coverdale, that was his prime time, and, yeah. and, 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 and he gigged everywhere, do you know what I mean? He, relentlessly, we watched, like, he was gigging, you know, tour after tour after tour after tour, you know, and then, obviously... He started doing all that, you know, the 1987 stuff, which was 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 um, commercially brilliant for him. But all that screaming and stuff, just he what he wasn't about that, you know. Coverdale was yeah. an amazing, you know, blues rock singer, like in the Paul Rogers, as you know, Paul Rogers sort of vein and that, you know. And I think that's what took 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 um, obviously David Coverdale's voice. But with Glenn, he didn't do that many gigs at all through the 80s, and I think that's why he's so fresh today, you know. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I mean, you're talking a 10-year 10, 10 period there, do you know what I mean? And it's, um, yeah. you know, okay, he's done a lot of gigs since, but he, he kind of looks after his voice and he's cleaned his act up, you know. I mean, you, you know, it's no, it's no secret, is it, the, the kind of shit they used to get up to. It's amazing he can sing it all, do you know what I mean? And to still, <laughs> to still have yeah. a voice like that, you know. Incredible, Incredible mate, yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. So, yeah. go on, Ron. No, I was just going to say our old sound guy was saying yeah. uh, he worked with with Glenn, and I think he just switched to in years, and he wasn't happy with how how it was all going and stuff. But mm. our old sound guy was saying he was still fucking incredible. He was saying, "Nah, man, it's all right," <laughs> and uh, it was still like flawless. Like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. the guy is incredibly disciplined as well. Do you know? I mean, he's, do you know, he, he will not speak to anybody before a show and things like that. I mean, he's. You know, and he and he just you know he warms his voice up properly and stuff like that. Do you know, do you know. I mean, that was that was bizarre. The old JB, it's the first time I ever met him. You know, that's quite quite funny one because it was if anybody had walked in on us, like it was really weird because he, he was. I asked him. I says, I, you know, I says, how on earth do you warm your voice up? You know, I says, okay, obviously I wanted to kind of pinch as many tricks off him as I could, you know, and he was telling me how to warm his voice up, you know, and at one point he says, I'd got my hand on his throat, right, like this, like, you know, and he was there, and he was standing there, and he was going, to tell me how to warm his voice or whatever, I thought if anybody had walked in, he would have really, what's this guy up to, do you know what I mean? But he says, he's so, you know, he's got his ways warming up, and he's he's really disciplined as a singer, you know, and... um you know, you have to be, don't you? Because it's a, it's, it's your tool, and you, you know, it's just, it's your, your Absolute. instrument, I should say. You know, it's, it certainly worked for him. So yeah, I need to, I yeah, need to find yeah. out those tips. But if you can come round and grab my throat, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just bizarre because he was just, he was showing me, how, how, you know, how he warms up, you know, and he was like, but obviously, you know, obviously you could feel the movement in your yeah, Adam's yeah. atmosphere, you're doing it and stuff like this, you know, and it, you know, and he, so I mean, I've. I've kind of done that ever since, really, you know. So it's like, um, you know, I don't think it's been quite as successful to me as it has been to him, like, but I've, I, I do it, do you know what I mean? And, you know, well, but I, 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 I'm, aware as, I'm aware as I've got older, personally, like, as I've got older, I'm, I'm having so many more issues with my voice now, do you know? It's like, just, just you, you know, I can't get the mileage out of it like I used to, do you know, things like that. Right. I can still eat the notes and I can still do all that, but... But I'm I'm just you know picking up all these little niggles and things you know and it's like it's definitely down to down to the age now it's starting to catch up with me a bit you know really? I'll be, I, 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 yeah a little bit yeah a little bit I'm starting to find you know I have to work a bit harder these days you know and yeah. um, I'd be alright if I was like a, a, you know sang like Neil Diamond like you know if we could all sing down there you know we'd be alright we could sing, yeah. sing for hours couldn't we then you know but but it's just yeah I mean. It is. It is strange how, you know, and I, and I kind of pick up, you know, uh, you know, the, like the tours lately. The last, the last sweet tour we did, you know, the last couple I've had, I've had a few issues on the towards the tail end of the tours and stuff, and I've not kind of been able to get through comfortable and things like that. Yeah, so I'm, um, you know, age is catching me a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk a bit about Sweet Bud because I mean. Um... Amazing that you're part of that. What was I like getting that call and being and being slung in there well, with the you know, those hits, dude? My God, inc- incredible, mate. I mean, incredible. I mean, as a kid, do you know, I used to, I, I used to love. I mean, I've always had a like, a, you know, 
affinity with the 70s and all that sort yeah. of, you know, the Bowlands and all that sort of stuff anyway, and the suite and all that, you know. And I kind of, I used to, um, in the in the, the, the mid-80s, when I was out of work, there used to be a show. They used to they used to rerun all the old German music music lagen shows, which was you know the the old beat club stuff and whatever. And it, it was always on about two o'clock or something in the morning, you know. And yeah. uh, so of course I used to used to love watching all these. And I remember taping all the sweet stuff because the sweet was on it regular and all this and whatever. And um, and uh, you know so especially and I, I the, the, obviously one of the songs you know, one of the iconic songs we do is, is like Teenage Rampage, you know. And I used to love that as a kid, you know. Yeah. So, of course, you get to play these songs now, and I'm back there, you know, and it's like as soon as we hit the, you know, that bottom, bottom me and whatever, like, you know, and he starts playing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I, it's like I'm, I'm a kid again, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just incredible, yeah. mate. It was just, I never thought I'd get that call, you know. Well, I, I like looking into them today now because we knew we were going to have a chat with him and stuff. But they sold 35 million records, incredible top 20 hits just in the 70s alone. In 73, Blockbuster was number one, Ballroom Blitz was number two, Hellraiser was number two, Teenage Rampage, as you said, number two, top 10 hits in the USA. It's just, it's unbelievable. Incredible. Hit incredible. That's so, it, like, you know. Those are like um and what do you know we were talking about this we did a planet rock thing um with uh, John Norman we were talking to John Norman about you know yeah. non bands and stuff and how he put you guys a headlining down in um Winter's End Winter's yeah. End that was right yeah yeah yeah, and a it years, yeah. you browse with people but then the, like everybody just lost their shit when when you were on stage like we were watching it and John was saying about what an incredible show it was, and everybody just yeah, left wow, it just as in. It's lovely. I mean, you know, the, the thing is with the suites, you know, it's 100% life, do you know what I mean? It yeah. really is. There's, 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 there's nothing, you know, that really, you know, you'll have obviously the keyboard click at the beginning where we all come onto action and whatever, it, it, it's tracked, and then the band comes in and whatever, but when the band kicks in, everything is 100% live, do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and all the... Obviously, all the vocals and stuff. I mean, that is what I love about it. To be honest, yeah. you know, I love my role in the suite because I don't. As we was talking about being the front man, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm. I love not being a front man in in the suite. To be honest, I love being able to, kind of, a bit like what Glenn Hughes did in Purple. Do you know what I mean? I like to be yeah, able to yeah. like come in and do do bits and pieces and whatever and, and get back. And I'm not the vocal of it. I, and I can enjoy everything else and and what i've always loved being in is is uh, being around is, is harmony voices and to yeah. to be able to be a part of those blocks with such incredible singers as like paul manzi i mean he's amazing in his own right and and and, and bless him you know andy scott 72 years old right and he just all those high vocals which he's mm. always done he hit some as clear as he did in 1972 <laughs> as he does today. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he just, he, he never, ever falters, you know, and it's just to, to, to sit with those voices is just, it's incredible. You know, it really is. I, I love, and there's, when we play, there's a certain point every show where it just goes, you know, you just, you know, there'll be a few of the album tracks in or whatever, you know, and then, you know, about, 40 minutes into the set or 35 minutes into the set, you know, once that you get to a certain point, it's just, everybody's just gone. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. really is incredible. Yeah, well, but, that, um, was, that was what Shane was saying. I remember being at home and literally the suite, everyone was talking about him on all the socials because... Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah like man. Shane said, it was only because, like, few eyebrows, you know, and then when they were at Winter's End, it turned out to be everyone was like, oh, my God, I know this song. Oh, my God, I know this song. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then that just kind of blew up, like, you know, where I know everybody's looking forward to the tour. Um, mm. And we've been we've been around the scene, as Shane said, and speak to people in Planet Rockstock, and they were like, can't wait yeah. to watch them again. So it's brill to, to hear that, like, you know, so... Absolutely. You'll, you'll have to come along, man, for sure. Do you know what I mean? And whatever. Do you know yeah. I mean? Because I, th I think the date was released, was it last week? I think there was the release, the, 
the, the, the, that's it, the Winter UK two dates and whatever. And we've got some different shows on there this time, I think. They've mixed, mixed, mixed it around a little bit, you know. I we, we're back in Wolverhampton, which is going to be nice. We're doing uh, where we did Birmingham Town Hall on the last tour. We're going to be doing this KK Steel Mill, which is, which is apparently obviously KK Downing's place, but apparently it's 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 an incredible venue, you know. Oh, I mean, it's a I cracker. Think. You love it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it really. Yeah. Wow. It's like it's a beautiful it venue. Good. Really. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've done it a couple of times in um yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. road. Yeah, it's it's, it's wow. class bed. But it's it must be so good. I mean, you know, because whenever you think about those hits, as you said, but it's reminiscent, it takes <laughs> you back to a time and stuff, and, and on record they sound incredible. But when you do it live, I guess everybody's waiting to see if you can do it. But to see I remember seeing videos of, of you and the crowd just literally dancing the night away, like do you know what I mean? And and he was yeah. this is it. He was uh, I mean, the, the, honestly, the guys, the the the, the hardcore sweet fans and that turn up year after year. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. do you know, and 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 it's like it really is the so, you know, loyal. But I think people forget um, how many hits this, this is. It how many hits they actually did have? You know, like you were saying, you know, it's like oh, I know this one, I know this one. People forget how many songs. You know, I mean. You know, like like the likes of you know action, for instance. You know, he's he's been yeah. been covered by everybody. You know, Def Leppard covered it. Steve Stevens, the top Playboys, they covered yeah. it. You know, they did a version of it, and you know, and it's just um, you, you know, it re it really is. You know, there's a new we 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 actually uh, got a new single coming out soon, and um, um, and then we got um, we'd actually uh, planned to go in the studio and um and and, and do the first actually like um new album with original songs on you know in 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 so many years that's that's on the cards for this year you know it should have been last year but and it's no secret Andy's having issues with his hand at the moment on the last tour he's got a trapped nerve in the back of his neck and um and it's affecting it's affecting his hand and he he can't like bend one of his fingers and stuff like this you know and he's i mean nobody would really i mean he played on the tour to think he was he was, he was struggling with this this hand issue you know and uh mm. and and he was just you know he, he was just brilliant really you know just got on with it and that you know but he's got to have um he's got to have this 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 hand so you know whatever like so it's um we as we was supposed to him back in in europe um this month in march and uh, so we had to pull all those dates off uh, for the, this month and next month. But uh, hopefully we should be back on the road in, in Europe if if things go to plan, you know, um, with with because, you know, we don't know what's going on with this, this COVID thing again and whatever. Um, as, you, as you guys know, it's been an absolute nightmare with, with, with the showers. But we're hoping to be back by, by May, really. Well, the truth and, is... Lee, we we've, we've been waiting to go to Europe for two years. <laughs> that, that's the that's the thing, that's, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, you'll be the same as this. What looked like a great two years of of dates in the diary and whatever, and you just all you do. I mean, my, my phone's pinging. The last two years, my phone was pinging all all the diary, and he was thinking, God, this is going to be going. Why it was dates coming out? <laughs> it was like the, yeah. the other way, you know. Everything's you know coming out, whatever. I mean, we've had um, we had two shows, uh, sorry, three shows, uh, three festivals. Um, what's been rescheduled now to for, for three years now? This will be the third year with um, with Deep Purple, you know. And it's like the, the stuff you dream of is when you're a kid, you know, to do these yeah. shows, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, by the time you know we get around to playing these gigs, Deep Purple's going to like pack it in, do you know what I mean? And the, <laughs> that'll be the way it's going, like my look, you know. And yeah. uh, but it's like, but they were scheduled in for the for the summer with the festival things. But, but what I'm saying is, it's been three years down the line, you know what I mean? It's just as you know, you know, it's been. Everybody's been in the same boat. It's just been crazy time. Yeah, isn't it? it's bonkers. I mean, our album dropped in 2020, and we were we had plans to go to Europe after the tour that we had, and that right. got pushed back. Then that's gone. That's got cancelled. Then we had another European tour which got announced, and then that's mm. got pushed that's back. Gone. Then that, then that's gone. Um, and then there was plans to go back over again, uh, which we were looking forward to starting to announce. Um, and then yet again, like you said, everything's just so still and soon yeah, yeah. because because nobody's kind of moving in that cycle. Um, this is it, you know. I mean, it turns around. This is why everybody wants to play in the UK and here at the moment because do you know what yeah. I mean. It's like it's the only safe bet, really, isn't it? Which which brings me to mind. I've got to say to you guys. Um, you're doing download on the main stage with with Maiden. That's going to be incredible, isn't it? 
That's a that's a tick. That is just you know what I mean. When I set out as a kid, what was talking when I when I was fifteen, right? My 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 kind of dream back then was like I got to do. It was called the Monsters of Rock Festival, wasn't it? You know, yeah, it, yeah. you know, I got to, I got to do the Monsters of Rock. That's my dream to play there and whatever. Never ever done that one, mate. And you guys are gonna live that one. You know what I mean? You're doing it. You know what I mean? On the well, it's gonna on the main stage. It's gonna be incredible. That is. Mate, we um we were the same when we were kids. Um, and I look back at some of those posters now, and I'm like, oh my god, the bill for some of them are just like it's dream it. lineups. Like, do you know well, what I mean? It's like it. Motorhead are kind of opening some of them, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Motorhead are opening. Um, you know, that was um, I do think see, that was that was the first bill I ever went to as a kid. You know, ACDC Van Halen. You know, yes, look at that, YNT. Mocking crew out from that's it, yeah, do you know what I mean? YNC from a cup of tea, do you know what I mean? But it's like, <laughs> but that, you know, 1984, and that's what you're talking about. That's the sort of oh. people who's been on that stage, do you know what I mean, before you. It's going to be, do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, oh, man, you're right, dude. The, the history gonna... of it all is just incredible. That's and being it. part of it is, is amazing. And, um, the, yeah, I mean... There's, scenes, something, I... there's something about that, that actual place, isn't there? There's something what's magical in that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited about it. But we have been excited about it for two years because, like, COVID and stuff. So it's like we know it's there, but it's just out of reach at the moment. And it's you don't want to wish your life away, but I, I just wish it would come tomorrow so he could do it. Yeah. Because, like you just said, Lee, like, what if something happens and then it, it doesn't? And and that that's the world we're living in right now is fucking well, awful it, it is it is one of the posters I... changed as well didn't it shane because we were yeah. we were originally under maiden like on that on that day and we were on the yeah. main stage of maiden then obviously everything at the fan then because of maiden cycle they couldn't do the the next year. year yeah um so we were like well still we're playing the main stage we're still playing donington this is incredible that's um, it yeah but then when it came back around again because that one didn't happen and we were back as it kind of lined up originally back on the same day as Maiden. Uh, and yeah, I look yeah. at that poster now, you got Kiss on the Friday night, Maiden headline. And I know a lot of people say, oh, same names. But for me, I'm like, fuck, this is this is the bucket list. Like, you know, this yeah, is... Yeah, man, that's that's right. Do you know, absolutely. Do you know, it's, you know, this is, this is I've got to tell you this, because when I used to do, obviously, where we with uh, uh, Mel Galley, it was obviously, you know, when he used to play with Whitesnake and stuff like that, you know, you, you know uh, uh, when I used to work with him, obviously, um, when we was doing the, the phenomena stuff, he, yeah. he told me a tale, right, that um, in 1982, right, he was at Download. Obviously, he was out to work. He wasn't. He wasn't gigging or nothing. He was out of work, and he was at he was at Donington Monsters of Rock, right, in 1982, and he was building the toilets at Monsters of Rock. He's building the toilets. You know, the year later. He was headlining the festival with White Snake, and that's true. <laughs> that is true. Do you know what I mean? That's just you know, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, with the White Snake Commandos in 1983. Do you know what I mean? He was, you know, he was headlining it and whatever. But the year before, he was actually building the toilets there. That's like a unbelievable, isn't it? Fucking hell! That's yeah. unreal. That's a killer but, story. That's a that's killer it. story. Class, bro. Dreams happened, don't know. You know. We do, but if you keep going and you and you love it, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. Bro, it's all about the passion. If you keep going, something will happen. Um, but um, so that incredible, bud, that you're loving life with sweet and stuff. But you're a busy guy because today a new video dropped. Tell us more about yes. this, bro. Yeah, we're doing. Um, you know, we we basically got a little band going, um, a brand brand new little band and whatever like and um it's called um atac which is um keith atac uh the guitarist the one who looks a bit like george peppard from the a-team can you see him there in his leather looking really good in it <laughs> and uh, when a plan comes together yeah <laughs> and um he's a, he's a phenomenal player mate he's he's worked yeah. with everybody he's worked with bonnie tyler he was bonnie tyler's guitar brother he's with john parr he's 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 really is an incredible guitarist and uh, so it's, it's his band, really. You know, we're working, working um, uh, the album for him and whatever. We got you can see on the on the left there we've got Chris Childs on the bass from um, uh, great bass man from Thunder, and uh, and on the on the right my old mate, um, you know, on the far right my old mate uh, Bobby Richards from uh, when I used to work with Shy, 
and uh, you, you guys are going to know him from Man and you're in uh, Buck and Evans yeah. and stuff. Lovely yeah. guy and fantastic drummer, you know. And it's Absolutely. it's it, it's a really good. You know, we started to jam the songs and stuff, and he's he's come out really, really good. You know, so so today um, uh, the, the the first single comes out today, which is uh, called My New Addiction, and uh, and the the video dropped six o'clock tonight. The video dropped as well, so um, you know, there's the there's the cover, yeah. So uh, the cover done by uh, a fantastic artist called Tristan Greatrex. Yeah, he's done a lot of the the line art covers. He used to do a lot of the work, uh, the album sleeves for UFO. He's a brilliant artist, oh, nice. lovely guy as well. And um, so he, the team itself, again, he's really really great. You know, so it's all it's all nice and fresh, really. But it's we're more trying to work around our, our schedules because everybody's busy doing other stuff and whatever, and and trying oh. to get as many shows in and things as we can. You know, but we're actually doing uh, our first gig um, at the first of May. It's um in it's the night train in Bradford. Do you know that place? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you done that one? Yeah, we're doing that, and yeah. it's called Bradstock, and we we're on the bill with Inglorious and and a couple of others as well. So that's going to be the first first show on first of May. So um you know so that that'll be really good, and then I think there's a couple more in and whatever like that. It's just again like just working around our our um, everybody's schedules and whatever like you know. But but we got an album coming out. Um, that that singles off the album. The album's going to be called Nine Lives, and there's some really, some really good songs on there, you know. And um, I think we were really surprised how we've all clicked, and it's it's got a lot of energy, you know, for a lot of old guys, like you know. <laughs> well, I love the video, bud. I saw it today. Thank you. And and stick around, everybody, because we we're, we're going to be playing that very shortly. No, but, brilliant. Um, thanks, man. No, it, it it looked like a proper a proper boys band. Do you know what I mean? Like it, like you, you could tell like the the studio antics and stuff, and it was just a really good vibe. The tune sounds banging. Your voice is sweet, and no no pun intended. Um, no, no, thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's really class, bud. But um, obviously Bob Richards. We've had Bob on. We love Bob. Great. He's drummer. brilliant, man. Uh, incredible drummer. So good, and that that kit. He's still using that kit, Cozy's kit. Do you know, I never. Uh, this is it. Do you know, we we. I go. Which one are you going to bring in? He goes. It's got to be in it. That, that, you know, it's <laughs> great. Got to be in it. Do you know, it's 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 the the business, isn't it? That. But, Amazing, but but when he. I don't um, know, he's on. got so many kits though, and he. I don't know. I, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he. I don't know where he puts them all. <laughs> In the toms, but um, no, he um, he texted me today because he, he knew you were coming on, and um, oh, great, yeah, yeah, he texted me, said he got some inside information on you. I was like, oh, yeah, what have we got, <laughs> but he was just saying that uh, you're a massive hammer horror, classic horror movie fan. I am, I am, and I just, um, you know. he, he was saying that um, he says, what's he say? Between us, we've met Peter Cushion and he's met Christopher Lee. Um, Let's see. He says, are you mad about it? Yeah, we. That it's funny because that goes back to when we was in Shaw, you know, because right. you know, literally, we'd go to Steve Harris's house, you know, yeah. and he was again, he was, he was another one who was, who was, was like, massive classic horror, and he used to have, like, an incredible um, DVD collection, you know, of, of all the the rare, you know, rare movies and stuff like this, and um, and so of course we'd go there. To work and all we do is talk all night about bloody films and that you know we we don't really get any work done you know <laughs> yeah but, but 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 yeah I mean Bob obviously Bob met uh, Christopher Lee you know yeah. and uh, and and you know a few years before he died I met Peter Cushing so between us like we kind of we kind of you know kind of met yeah. the two um, two two masters of horror like you know but but again so he's how, got a massive how did, meet, how did you meet them though how did that come about you know, this makes me sound like a stalker, mate. This does now, but <laughs> when I was when I was younger, you know, I, I, he was like, I, I really wanted to meet Peter Cushing. You know, he was like, you know, I, I, I love the guy, and I knew he was living in Whitstable, right? right. So I kind of, I kind of went to Whitstable, and I got this like little, you know, you got to think back then, you know, I'm, I'm talking like 1991 or something, you know, and. Um, Obviously, he was 91, yeah, and there was obviously 10, 11 years before the internet and all this, you know, you couldn't get, you know, any information on him. All I knew, he lived in Whitstable, right? So, because I, I go I go to Whitstable, 
and I'm there, you know, with my long hair and stuff at the time. You know, I had all my long hair in a ponytail and whatever. And I'm asking people, do you know where Peter Cushing? Of course, everybody thought I was going to mug him or something. Do you know what I mean? Do you know, so nobody, nobody'd want to give me his. I'm, going, I'm not telling you where he lives and whatever. Anyway, I see this one guy. He went, I tell you where he lives and whatever. So. I went to his house and I actually found his house where he lived at. Do you know what I mean? And I went, I couldn't believe it. Knocked on his door. He wanted, in, was he? He wanted. in. I knocked on his bloody door and he wanted. in. I walked off and, you know, I was absolutely gutted. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah. and I thought, oh, that's that's it then, you know, what I'm meant to be. Walked off and whatever. Uh, walking down Whitstable High Street and the guy in front of me was walking and whatever was Peter Cushing. Couldn't believe it. He was he was walking in front of me, and I kind of met him, you know. And I was like, you know, well, really like, you know, pleased to meet you, sir, and all this and whatever. And the first thing he said to me was, "What he said to me?" He turned around and he went, leant into me like this, and he went, "Do I detect Birmingham?" That's what he said to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but now he was he was he was lovely man. He grew a beard and whatever. And um, he says I was he's growing this beard for a, a, a part and. He was just lovely, man. A really, really lovely guy, and I, and I just wanted to meet him. I didn't hold him up, and I didn't, you know, I, you know, I wasn't going to be like a super fan with him and whatever, like, you know. But he was, uh, he was just, just incredible to meet the guy, you know, and um, and he, he just kept saying to me, so if you ever, usually, so if people come up to me and say, "You, Peter Cushing's dad," that's what he used to say, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, but he used to spend all his time in Whitstable. He was just there was a little tea room. He's still there called the Tudor Tea Rooms. And he used to sit up the corner in the tea rooms, right? And he was, and I don't know if many people know, but he, the guy was an incredible artist. I mean, really incredible. And he used to sit there and he used to sketch all the customers, you know, who came in the shop. And for years on end, right, um, uh, the Tudor tea rooms used to sell the sketchbook with all his, his, his I don't know whether they still do or whatever, like, you know, but, but he was just a real gentleman, you know, really was, you know, and he's just, one of the one of the highlights for me that was you know whatever to, to meet him you know. Wow, oh, that's cool. Because they say they would fear meeting your your I don't know the stars and whatever because they lay you down and stuff. But that's good. Yeah, yeah. He certainly was was just just you know. But I mean, uh, you listen to everybody who they kind of kind of talk about him and they, you know they all all say how good he was. And I kind of really feel like privileged to be honest because since he's died, you know, the, there's a whole generation of people now who is like. He's like a cult, you know, yeah. icon sort of thing. Who, yeah. who, who would, you know, never have got to meet him. Do you know what I mean? Because he, he, yeah, he didn't yeah. have any of that back then. Do you know what I mean? And whatever, like so, yeah. it really feels special that I kind of, kind of miss him. Really, you know. Yeah. It's, um, I've got a photo still now. I don't know where it is, but you know, I don't, I don't. I, I look at him and whatever, like, and he, he always looks the same. He never, he never, uh, to me, he never changed. No, he's just yeah. Peter Cushing. He's, he'd always look at that sort of great look about him, wouldn't he? Yeah, Roy Davis. Roy Davis is a bit like Annie. <laughs> yeah, he never changes. Yeah, <laughs> Roy, Roy, Roy's uh, great, man. Isn't he? I've got to uh, catch up with him. To be honest, it's been it's been ages since I've um, since I've seen him. To be honest, every time I, I, I speak to him, you know, once in a blue man, we go, I've got to come. You know, next time I'm in Brum, I'll come and see you. But I never get a chance to get get into catch up with him. You know. He's always riding around the country on his Harley or something, age, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the Cotswolds or something. That's it. He's always in the Cotswolds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I, I love him to bits, man. He's uh, that family. Like I say, Shy was a family. You know, it really was, yeah. and it's it, it really was, and it was just just so so. You know, it's criminal that was cut short, really. You know. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, listen, Lee. It's been absolutely class talking to you, brother. Thank Let's you, man. Them. Man, it's been likewise. Let's get that poster back up. Looking at Sweets tour, it's um, it's a big old tour. Get out and see him because um, I, we well, everyone that comes to see you, Brad, they're saying such fucking good things about you live. So um, right, all thank the you. Planet Rockstock as well. Yeah, of course we got that one as well. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, looking that's forward to that. It's going to be a cracking night, that is, mate. Uh, you've it got will be. Yeah. And, and you he's guys doing all the words. Well. He's doing all his words next stuff for the first time in years, I think, on that as well. Amazing. So it's going to be a great night. night. That's it. Amazing, bud. But um, yeah, like I said, brother, we'll come and see you definitely on the road. Um, definitely, let me know. That'll be great. Yeah, catch yeah, up another beer and yeah. stuff. For sure. But, um, thank you so much for joining us, bro. We're gonna we're gonna play out now your, your new song, um, my new addiction. Um, thank you so much for joining us, bud. Thanks for having me on, guys. You take care. Lovely to speak to you. You too, Thanks, fella. Mate. Take care. Mate. See you later, mate. 
together Wrong door, wrong blow And everything changed Stand on the sidewalk Keep yourself alive On track, baby, dialogue We're falling out of the dive Destiny Come between the lines The lines between Fact and fiction Back on the skilling floor, locked out, smashed down, all the rocks in the stone. Thanks for listening to Crowcast Podcast. Don't forget, this episode is also available to watch on our YouTube channel. For up-to-date information on everything Crows, follow us on all our socials or visit our website, thosedamncrows.com. Tidy. Ta-da!